Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. All right, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 198-ish, probably about 198, right, Matt? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I figured it was something like that. I normally check with you ahead of time before we start recording, but the closer we get to 200, the less I seem to care. How you been, buddy? Tell us about your um, horrible week that you have. Every week, it's like, how are you? It's like, oh, it's been terrible. I, it's not quite like that, Graham. It's not quite like that. Um, it's not been too bad. It's been a slow week. Uh, I have, however, come out impressed this week, which is quite a big deal. You read the article yourself, and you said it was quite I a good did. one. So that was that, that was fun. Um, submitted more paper, more coursework for my uh, for my course, of course, and that's going that's going great. And tomorrow, as we're recording today, as it's coming out, I will be I'll be about eight burgers deep at the barbecue because I'm barbecue chef tomorrow. So eight burgers deep in terms of cooking, yes. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you, how have you... We haven't talked about it much. Are you supposed to be in the middle of... Well, perhaps not even in the middle of, but in the midst of um, doing a million steps? That starts on the 1st of July. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it was June, July, August. July, August, September. Uh, okay. And how have you been keeping up with the steps in between your last time? I know they're, I asked you... I asked around 10,000. Around 10,000. The average is about 9.9k. 9, 9, 9. Yeah. You can say 9.9 9 steps. I was going to say that's not so... <laughs> Even I'm that lazy, Graham. <laughs> um, I'm in the midst of uh, packing. Um, I'm going to be heading down to uh, North Carolina next week. So uh, it's going to be you and guests, I believe, Matt. So um, I will be uh, listening on the way. As I'm traveling home, I believe I'll be able to listen to the episode. So It should be exciting. But besides that, yeah, I've just been uh, just been relaxing a little bit. Enjoying my first full week of the summer holidays. So it's all good. Fair enough, Graham. How uh-huh. about we talk to our amazing guest? Absolutely. A returning amazing guest. From the World Elite Podcast, we got Dylan back with us. How are you doing, Dylan? I am doing fantastic. Thank you all for having me back on. I, I've been so excited to join you all since the first time we joined. I say we had a blast last time, and yep. uh, I'm sure today will be no different. It's always nice second time around because we know that the guests already know like the routine. They know what to right. expect. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good. When we started doing this, um, we got to... We got to meet people we didn't know quite as well, who had only interacted kind of just through tweets and retweets and stuff. But right. yeah, no, this is cool. Second time around, it's like, oh yeah, we haven't talked to these people in a while. It's great when we can get people back on again and see how they're doing. Hey, tell us about the podcast. Tell us, um, for people who didn't listen to last time, tell us all about the World Elite Podcast. Tell us what you've been doing lately. Tell us when you come out, how we can how we can listen in, all those fun things. So the Worldly Podcast is is basically three, well, two friends and and a cousin. My cousin Jordan uh, joined the board, I would say, uh, two months, I think, into the show. He always joined us as a guest for our first few episodes, but we thought, you know, he's been joining us so much, why not bring him on for an actual uh, co-host? And he has been doing so well with it. He has opened up so much from the shyness that he has dealt with so much throughout his life. So uh, the podcasting has really opened him up to really 
uh, talk a lot more and be more open and, and make so many friends that we've made in the podcasting world since we started uh, back in November of 2020. So uh, we started around pretty much around when anybody else started a wrestling show. If they started in 2020, it was always during the pandemic era. You know, you got nothing to do with your free time. So why not if you're a wrestling fan or if you're a fan of anything else, you're starting a podcast and you want to talk about different stuff with your friends, with your family, so that's what we wanted to do. You know, Marcus and I wanted to start something where we talk about wrestling and we have made so many friends, you know, just like y'all, uh, just to surround the podcasting world and spend so much fun. But yeah, some stuff we've been doing lately, we, since it's a 20 years of it, we decided to highlight four superstars from the OVW class of uh, 2002. Uh, John Cena was our last episode since his uh, 20 years is coming up. Uh, we did Batista, Brock Lesnar, and Randy Orton. So uh, the three of four episodes are available uh, right now to listen to on the audio platforms. And John Cena's comes out on Monday. I'm, I'm not sure when this is on uh, dropping, but yeah, Monday is when ours is going to be dropping. Uh, we've been doing other stuff like live streams for prediction shows for uh, Forbidden Door that's happening on Sunday. Uh, we've been doing other stuff, but yeah, we have not been uh, having a lot of free time. We've been a very busy bunch uh, when it comes to shows. So uh, you're going to be seeing a lot more content coming uh, for the month of July, and we have so much stuff going on. Love that. Love that. So it'll be coming out tomorrow then, because it's coming out on Sunday. So that's perfect. L- what, listen to us, and then listen to uh, All right. Broadly tomorrow. Perfect. Nice, nice. I like how you're talking about people from 20 years ago, but I think every single one of those names is still relevant. Like, pretty much, yeah. more people are coming up predominantly. I think, actually, then your episode for Cena drops when... Oh, hold on. Does actually... Is, is Cena coming back this Monday, or is it the following yeah, Monday? Yeah, Monday Night Raw, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it the Monday, same yeah. Monday. So, mm-hmm. wow. Uh, with the exception of Batista, um, all those all right. people are still... <laughs> have been mentioned yep. probably with on the both shows at some point within the last week or so. So, yeah, the yeah. longevity of those characters is uh, impressive. Right. True. I mean, Batista's maybe retired from wrestling now, but he's still got oh, uh, sure. the big the big film coming up in a few weeks' time with uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. He's starring as Drax, of course. Later, Marvel um, Studios. Well, it made him more money probably than the whole of wrestling ever made him working Easy. for Marvel. Easily. Um, yeah. I think the way the, waiting now to see which role the Rock will take in the MCU because eventually everyone goes work for the MCU because. It's they'd be stupid not to amount of money they throw at you. Um, like Harry Styles now playing somewhere in the universe. I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> guy can't guy can't fucking sing. They can't fucking out diver. That's, <sighs> not a Harry Styles I, fan, I'm guessing then. No, Graham, I'm not. <laughs> I don't <laughs> see what go, I don't see a girl seeing him. <laughs> Well, that's ruined. I was going to ask you later what you thought of the latest Harry Styles album, but I, I guess I'll just cross that off my list then. Uh, Graham, I'm going to do Graham, this little Graham, Graham, I'm an ex- Graham, I'm an expert in bullshit. I smelled it right there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, by the way, if you hear any growling in the background. I am on occasion at my mother-in-law's. So um, uh, if you hear a, uh, a half husky, half um, German shepherd howling, that's him. That was on cue. I just heard, I didn't I noticed before. I noticed your wallpaper was different today. I was like, is he in a different room or is he in a different location? You didn't mention I am, it. So, um, I'm 10 miles away from home moment, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, I say, I, now we've got all, that through, got through all the introductions. I propose that we go and talk about the, the best moments of the week. Let's get to that good cop moment section. Good! Bad! 
Guests, as always, get to go first. So your mother-in-law's dog, I heard. So uh, <laughs> actually, perhaps we'll, we'll skip that. Um, my, <laughs> Dylan, we'll let you go first, seeing as the dog doesn't seem to have any moments. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually seen this one on your Twitter account when you were asking uh, for other people to say it. So I was going to say this one also. Uh, Slammiversary. It was my first... Uh, Impact show that I ordered in about 13 years, I would say. Uh, TNA Impact is is not something I've been a casual viewer of, like, probably ever. But given the card, given the buildup for it, I thought it was really good. I've been seeing other people do, like, prediction shows on it, and and we ended up doing one, too, talking about 20 years of TNA. So we did, like, a whole thing that's available on our YouTube right now to go and watch it. But, yeah, we, we did so many things for TNA, so I'm like, okay. I said, Impact, Slammiversary is coming up. I I gotta check this out. So I ended up ordering it, and it was a fantastic pay-per-view. I mean, everything into clean. Everything was just great about it, so it just makes me want to become a casual viewer for Impact Wrestling. So this past Thursday, I watched it. It was a really good show, so it just adds on to my weekly wrestling that I already watch nowadays with AEW and, and Raw and SmackDown, and sometimes NXT. NXT is not great, but uh, yeah, uh, like it just adds on to it. But no, Impact uh, Slammiversary, I got to say, for this week, it was fantastic. It was it was just a really good show. I know we'll do the fan cop moments later, but yeah, people mm-hmm. were definitely talking about um, their enjoyment of it. Um, any particular matches that stood out for you? Oh, for sure. The Monsters Ball match with uh, Sammy Callahan and Moose. I thought it was really good. It was my first time witnessing a Monsters Ball match. You know, I've been seeing so many people talk about it, but seeing... It's how everything is is put together. You know, they're in a room for 24 hours, which I think is complete BS. But, uh, you know, without any food or water. And then you want to see how, you know, how they can perform under it. I, I thought that was, you know, a little too much. But, uh, no, you know, from a match with Sammy Callahan, you're expecting something extreme from him. You know, breaking out the thumbtacks, doing pile drivers on it, the uh, the door, the you know barbed wire. I mean, I mean, everything was really good. Uh, the first ever Queen of the Mountain match. You know, I don't care for the concept of it. Uh, to have to climb up a ladder and and then you have to latch on the title belt instead of you know taking it down. I thought that was a little too much for me. You know, I'm not in love with the concept of it, but and you know, uh, being that it's the first ever women's one to do it, I thought it was it was history making. You know, women's making history for everything. Hell in the cells, elimination chambers, and now you're doing. Uh, the queen of the mountain I, I thought it was good but every match in particular was great there was really nothing that i said okay this is not a good match i'm not going to talk about it so every match on the card i think did its part in in making it a really good pay-per-view and i believe i'm correct in saying uh jordan grace is the new uh impact women's champion yep. as well. i know we're big fans of uh jordan grace matt me mainly because it was one of the first people i saw uh my first indian uh company that i used to go to nova pro and mm-hmm. you're just like oh my gosh this person's amazing like i haven't seen them on television but you can just tell that they're so yeah i'm, I'm glad that they got the uh the belt back on her for sure oh for I'm, sure i was very pleased to uh, see jordan grace um get back on top of the mountain with the women's championship for sure um great i was sitting behind, behind um jordan grace about they pro and uh graham literally almost put me in a headlock to stop me from from going to talk to her she doesn't like talking to people on podcast he said um to be fair to be fair she was she was technically working so it's 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 cool it's fine it's fine but no uh, even watching her husband wrestle i think that was the reason she was out there she wasn't trying to solicit um invitations to appear on podcasts this is true but technically but saying 
there to watch her husband wrestle is very generous, Greg. He nearly killed himself. He, he, he caught his like, legs. He caught his legs going for a suicide dive and went head first into the ground. Head mm. first into the ground. Landed on his neck. The guy is built like a brick chicken house in the neck region. My God, I've never seen a guy that's more be that tough. He's amazing. He's tough than a two dollar steak, which is a buck ninety nine. Um, <laughs> little, little bit, of, little bit of Jerry Dickey Law looking for you. Yeah, seven versus great. It was great. I'm keeping my comments limited because I'm. I need to talk about some things later. So. Um... Um, go ahead, Matt. Why don't you uh, tell us about your good cop moment of the week? Well, you the sound really was... excited about this. <laughs> there was... Um, this will be something special. There was a big return this week, Graham. Um, everyone knows about this. It's not a secret. Um, a return to the former centre. Widely publicised, widely, widely, widely praised and adored. Paul Levesque is back at the Performance Centre. Triple H was back at the PC. Can only be a good thing. He was quoted by multiple people as saying, I'm back. The amount of people who have not been pleased with NXT 2.0, I, it's been fine for me, but it's certainly not on the level that it was when he was running the gaff. And if he's now running things there, that can only be a good thing. The amount of talent that came through that place when he was in command. Um, I feel feeling if he was there, Champa would still be there. Champa Dagana may still be there. Who knows how many, how many people would not have left NXT if Triple H had still been in charge. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, um, and Bobby Fish, maybe they would have never left NXT. Who knows? We'll never know that. But it happened. And who knows, maybe with, maybe with the changing of the guard, as it were, because obviously not just as Vince stepped down, but Johnny Ace has now been completely removed from talent relations, and he's not expected to return at all. Um, if I'm wrong, I think it's Bruce Pritchard who has been moved into that role, who was meant to be, who was writing the show. And now it seems like, Although Vince is still involved in that, I'm not entirely sure for how much longer that will be the case. Because it's getting worse and worse the more we hear about that. But it's a good cop or bad cop. Um, Triple H being back is my good cop moment because we all worried if he was actually going to be around at all. And it seems like not only is he back, but he's back for a vengeance. So good cop moment for me. Yeah, no, Triple H's NXT was obviously the greatest one. You know, you like you pretty much hit everything uh perfectly you know triple h's nxt you know the black and gold brand i feel like was more exciting than the than the main roster when i would watch takeover before a pay-per-view i'm like there's no way the main roster is topping this and then all of a sudden uh the whole nxt brand gets pulled from triple h it's ran by vince and bruce pritchard and it's it's turned into a joke it's turned into you know not the black and gold brand anymore they have a, a whole different set, and the concept of NXT has absolutely changed. You know, they said they're not bringing in these veteran guys no more, like you see in the Indies or in different promotions. Like whenever they would bring Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, uh, other guys to name, that was the exciting part about NXT. And now you're bringing in people from tryouts that, that unless you follow the indie scene, you don't know who these people are. So, yeah, I think Triple H coming back to NXT. 
is is a really big move, and I just hope he can make some sort of change because it, it, it's pretty much unwatchable right now. I'm happy to see Triple H back, and obviously that's good. Obviously his health is good. Um, if it wasn't, then obviously he would have been declining to come back. So that that's obviously a great thing that he's doing much better. I am mm-hmm. concerned that there's been so many changes that it's not Triple H in the same role that he was in when he left NXT. And I'm not sure that even with Triple H there, with all the changes that have been made, it's going to be the product that you, Dylan, and I all loved at that point, that black and gold brand. Um, the pay-per-views, phenomenal. I, I didn't even watch the last pay-per-view for NXT. Like I'm, I have literally no interest in those anymore. Um, I will watch the top 10 highlights just to try and keep up a little bit. And I'm going to be honest with you, the names aren't really sticking with me right now. Like, uh, with it, with a few exceptions. Uh, Bron Breaker would obviously be one straight away who has definitely made a big impact. Um, but a lot of the other names, it's it's like, oh yeah, I kind of recognize who you are. But it's not the same. It's not the same. It, it's not grabbing my attention as much. I, I'm not looking forward for the, the pay-per-view events. And uh, we talked about it last week, Matt, because I used it in The Devil's Advocate. 15 new people have been brought in who, just from college, they want to shape them in the in Vince's own mind, as it was. Um, I'm not sure Hunter can deal with all that. I'm going to be honest. I, I do. It's um, it's Hunter running Vince's image right now. So unless Hunter makes massive changes, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I'm glad Hunter's back. But I think Vince has done a lot of damage to that brand. Damage can be repaired. Damage oh, yeah. can be repaired. And sometimes it can just be having better energy around the place. Just having that voice back in the room again sort of thing. We've seen it. Be, we've seen it happen before in other sports, having like a big name come back, and so, uh, like just energy in the locker room can be different. Triple H may not be able to go in the ring anymore. May not be allowed to go in the ring anymore. But my God, he can be an influence backstage. My God, he can inspire people to go forward. Can you imagine what would have happened if he'd been running the brand, be running Monday Night Raw, for example? I know he didn't run Monday Night Raw, but imagine if he'd been running Raw when Keith Lee was on it. There's no way Triple H renamed him Bearcat, Keith Lee, even though it was allegedly a tribute to the legendary Bearcat, which you know, is nice in a way, I guess, but didn't need to have that. Keith Lee was, you know, enough as he was. There's no way he would have done that. So maybe it's too late to fix what's been done before, what's been done so far. No reason he can't change things going forward. And first thing he should do, maybe, is put takeovers back on the menu. Because takeovers were great. They got rid of takeovers completely. Not a what's single pay-per-view had been takeovers in 31. What, what's the deal with Vince now, exactly? Because we heard it was, last week we were speculating, because we were kind of early. Um, like he's stepping back, stepping down as CEO. Isn't he still in charge of talent? Isn't that what what was said? He is in, char- he is in charge of creative. That's it. For the so, main roster. So, oh, so main roster only? So main roster creative, Exclusively yeah. for NXT, then. It seems to be that way, which is uh, which is how it, which is how we want it. To be fair, let him, let him, Road Dog, Shawn Michaels, Matt Bloom, let them run the show down there because they know what they're fucking doing. Seriously, if it ain't broken, and NXT wasn't broken, so why did you need to fix it? The only reason that he came in and did that was because Triple H had the issues with his heart. Well, now he's now he's back, so. Please fix it. I, I have one wish this year. I'm not asking for anything for Christmas, Santa. Just give me this. <laughs> Just give me this. Please. Doesn't seem like too much to ask. Um, I'll answer your question. Uh, Vince is a micromanager. 
he has to keep changing things, whether it's for the better or not. He seems he thinks that when he has some impact on something, it's a good thing. And unfortunately, that's not always true. My main good cop moment actually was why I had to hold back a little bit from your comments, Dylan. Um, it's Slammiversary as well, uh, but it's from a different it's from a different point of view. Um, mm-hmm. I did not watch it live. Um, I actually did watched it on Thursday, and um, I actually watched it on the BTI show. So that's actually my good cop moment: the BTI show, the before the impact show that they put on. They I showed five of the seven matches on that show. Now, they didn't show complete matches because they don't have time to do that in a 40-minute show. But it's not like you see on WWE where you get to see pictures sometimes of action. It's like, and then you kind of have to piece it together. You got to see the finishes. You got to see the build-up to some of those finishes. Uh, you got to see the important bits as far as I'm concerned. So for people like me who did not pay that money, um, I got to see the show, and I was a little bit jealous, actually. I was like, man, this is a fantastic show. Um, I think they're doing a really good job of trying to get people like you, Dylan. Who, like I say, if you've not been watching impact really having watched this show you already said that you're gonna intend watching more of it having Mm. watched this bti show as well i was like man i I need to get back into impact as well i've been kind of i've been um like everybody else there's a lot of wrestling to watch but it made me feel like man what have i been missing out on on the last few weeks they've put on some fantastic shows now the matches they did show they showed the uh, impact x division title ultimate Mm -hmm. x match um, Mike Bailey. I, I, I went up to MCW and I mentioned that Speedball Bailey was one of the people who I was really excited to see. Um, and the finish of that match didn't disappoint. I think that I think the um, Ultra X match. I think is one of the greatest uh, setups in wrestling. Actually, I think it's really exciting mm-hmm. when they're when they're all coming from the four different corners and they're fine. Um, it's a nice little touch that Impact has. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, they had the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Title Match. Uh, Ty Valkyrie won that. Ty Valkyrie had a definitely good cop week. Uh, she won also the MLW uh, Featherweight Championship as well so she won two titles in one week uh, we had the monsters ball match that you talked about and um, i had one question about this one we obviously know unprotected chair shots are bad um what about unprotected dustbin lid shots to the head is that okay or not i just want to ask that in the middle of my uh, speech i have to say i'm not fond of them i think because they are usually made of tin foil gram it's usually not too bad um, that was why I'm asking your opinion. It's obviously not the same as a chair. I could tell that it's not a solid metal chair. Even when you've got, a, even when you've got a, a a steel chair which can be rigged to, you know, some of them would buckle like the way they do. They are, you know, they're still gonna hurt if you do it the wrong way. And trust oh. me, I've I felt a steel chair which doesn't bend. It's not fun. Um, yeah. that, that to the back, not the head. Thank goodness. But for me, they're okay. You don't see them anymore, so... All right, I'll keep going. The other match they showed was the uh, Impact World Tag Team title match. Uh, The Good Brothers won that. They got their third Impact Tag Team title, uh, defeating the Briscoes. Now, for somebody who didn't really watch Ring of Honor, um, I'm kind of shy on Briscoe matches, to be honest. Um, I haven't seen that many, to be honest. But whenever I've seen them, they're really good. So it was good to see them up against the Good Brothers. And the one I was waiting for you to mention, actually, and I gave you a chance. I was like, so what match really caught your eye, Dylan? I was shocked that you didn't mention Josh Alexander. Uh, Josh Alexander defeated Eric. Young, um, love the match. They showed quite a bit of this. They actually put this on as the first thing on the uh, on the show to try and, I guess, get people's attention and they want to stick for the rest. Um, Cage Match actually rated this 8.86. Now, Cage Match can be really brutal on some of their ratings, and people have no problem going, this match sucked, 0 out of 10. And then the averages drop. 8.86 on 86 votes is, uh, I think that's a pretty telling. The next highest match, I think, 
think was uh, it was either 7.89 which was the monsters ball match or i think it was the ultimate x match which was about 7.9 yeah i was just scrolling back to see but generally the the matches are pretty high some of the ones that were voted low i thought they were okay um i thought tyre and rosemary um i thought that match was okay um the impact tag team title that one he had a six but i thought that was pretty solid as well and i'm gonna agree with you the ones that i saw um i didn't think there was any like matches you could go well this one's not gonna be good i'm gonna leave um all the ones they showed they they had my interest and but yeah i really like the fact that they put on five of the seven matches on their pre-show to get people caught up with what they missed or to try and really get people to go hey look this is what you missed you might want to watch the next one because this is the standard we're putting out. But yeah, I thought I thought Slammiversary was very good. The only the two that they didn't show, um, I did not get to see Jordan Grace, unfortunately, and I didn't get to see the Impact Originals either. But I think that's okay that they kept those ones back. I think you've got to also keep it because otherwise, if you put everything on, nobody will pay for the pay per view, and you can go, well, I can just wait four or five days, and then they'll show me everything I need to see. So I thought they had the good balance of giving a lot of stuff for us to catch up on, but at the same time, just keeping that little bit back. But good on Impact for putting out the, the material in that way and um, for people like me who don't want to pay for the pay-per-view. It kind of going to the one that you were talking about. It was the Knockouts Tag Team Champion. I feel like that was the only match that I can say, uh, like, it was okay, you know. It was yeah. a weird pairing of Ty Valkyrie and Rosemary, and I didn't think they were going to win. You know, the influences in the actual tag team, I thought they were going to retain yeah. by a mile, but yeah, uh, kind of a swerve right there, putting the titles on Valkyrie and Rosemary. I, I like the fact that you've got to have some in there that you that you don't expect. I don't think right. I know Matt's very proud when he manages to predict a whole card, and to me, if he manages to ever do that, I think that's a bad card. I think you need those surprises in there. If you already know every single match, I, I don't think that's a good thing. So, yeah, I thought they mixed it up pretty well. Um, I didn't. I always expected Josh Alexander to retain, but. <laughs> The guys, the guys are stood. I'm surprised somebody hasn't come up and tried to put up a bigger offer for him, like either an AEW or a WWE, because um, oh, the yeah. guy is legit. Yeah. Um, I think I've heard anyone say a bad word about him. I was worried perhaps when Ethan Page left to AEW. I was like, where does that leave Josh? Uh, Josh has been just fine by himself. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, particularly good. All right, this is our 90 seconds opportunity. If there's anything else that we considered a good cop moment, uh, Dylan, the floor's yours. Anything else that caught your eye this week? Sure. Yeah, this one wasn't mentioned on your Twitter, so this is this is fresh for me. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship is finally back in relevancy on on television, and possibly could see an actual pay per view since the last time the Intercontinental Champion was defended on a pay per view was WrestleMania last year in the match with Apollo Crews and Big E. So this is the first time we may see the title actually being defended. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be at Money in the Bank, but we could possibly see it at SummerSlam because Gunther really doesn't have a, an actual competitor coming up to him kind of other than Ricochet, and he just squashed Ricochet on SmackDown. So, yeah, we could finally see some more relevancy for the, uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. We're already getting it with the U.S. title with Theory, and we're possibly going to see this whole thing with John Cena uh, when he comes back on Monday. You already know that's, that's the angle they're heading towards, you know, talking about John Cena all the time with Theory, yeah. But but right now, the Intercontinental title, I'm not sure who's going to be the one to step up to the challenge to Gunther, but it's just good to see some relevancy for the Intercontinental title uh, back on WWE television. So I'm, I'm just very excited for that. I thought that Walter was brilliant. I like mm -hmm. Gunther even more. I don't like the name. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But that new incarnation, the tougher looking, the 
he looked good. Uh, I enjoyed watching the, the match on SmackDown. I like Ricochet anyway. Um, mm-hmm. but I certainly enjoyed. Um, yeah, I'm certainly excited to see how far they push Gunther. Oh, for sure. All right, Matt, what you got for us? Cody says that he's meant to be back in nine months, having had a successful surgery. Quote his tweet, though. That's their timeline, not mine. Oh. Mm-hmm. Leading, adding stuff to the fact that he ain't going to be out as long as they say he is. He's going to be back sooner or later. I still wouldn't be surprised if he climbed that ladder on a week, a week, a week today, Graham. Wouldn't be surprised at all. Wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. There's a video doing the rounds. Um, of Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, which Ronda put out. Came out a few hours ago, came out about 17 hours ago, of Ronda asking Shayna to help her with some tips and tricks on how to beat her tag team partner Natalia. And uh, Shayna's saying, no, no chance at all. I can't I can't help you. She's my tag partner, you're my best friend. I can't, I'm staying out of it. It was brilliant. We want to see more of this stuff. This was brilliant stuff. We want to see this on SmackDown. This is great stuff. Uh, Rod released it herself for her own film crew. It's brilliant, Graham. If you haven't seen it, do check it out. It's great. And the last one I've got is um, courtesy of AJ Styles, um, who, of course, appeared at Slammiversary. He was able to be there in person, but he did record a great uh, little segment. Thank you for doing so. But they've done it before. He did a Christian for, uh, for the Hall of Fame before, of course, as well. And Samoa Joe did the same thing from AW, so all been doors oh, open. I thought you were going to say AJ Scott Styles reminded men over 45 to get a colonoscopy was going to be your big thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was funny. That was uh, very funny. Long one. Now, I don't know if you saw then, um, when you started talking about that clip, I thought I knew what you were talking about, but I remember a similar one that she did with um, when she was facing Charlotte Flair because they were talking about ways to get out of the um, the leg lock. So um, it's something that she has done before, actually. Yeah, but this one on SmackDown, which was just released on her on Raw's personal Correct. No, 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 this one was too. I, I saw it on the ah. internet. Not see it. Yeah, yeah, because I watch Raw and SmackDown so regularly. You know I love to sit down <laughs> for three hours on a Monday, even though I don't have cable. And watch okay, Raw. okay, okay. Point of... Okay, see if you're going to keep acting me like this, Graham. <laughs> you know where this stuff is usually in the top ten, right? <laughs> <laughs> which you watched so you don't give me that bullshit it was no it was separate to that if they showed it on Raw and Smackdown as well that I don't know because that mm. wouldn't have uh, you know what the Raw top 10 is it shows you the last 25 seconds of a match but hey I want to talk about I, I didn't think you got well, I thought one of you guys would mention this for sure um, I loved Elias and Ezekiel <laughs> I loved them sitting on the same couch together see Kevin Owens two totally different people uh, we got Elias back in the ring and singing songs as well um, I'm excited to see where this goes to be honest um, Lady Luck appeared on AEW Rampage last night albeit way too briefly and I want to talk about something I watched on Title Match Network um, today actually it's called Circle Six Hope for the Hopeless which I have to admit I'd never heard of um, but there was a few matches on the card that I was really interested in. These are the opening three matches. Uh, Brody King versus Kevin Geyser. I was like, oh, Brody King. I was like, I'm quite happy to watch a bit of Brody King. Second match, Killer Cross versus Jacob Fatu. It's like, sure, bring it on. Bring those two guys in together, the heavy hitters. Um, the third one was really what caught my attention. Now, considering this is 2022, you don't expect to see a bra and panties match anymore. Perhaps if we'd gone back 20 years ago, you would have like, okay, that's kind of... So why did this one catch my attention? Scarlet Bordeaux versus Eddie Only. Like, I'm going to repeat the last name just in case. 
Eddie only. The guy, Eddie only. Um, he was part of the safety squad, Matt, with uh, Tim Donst at one point in time. He's now um, a deathmatch wrestler. He was in a bra and panties match with Scarlett Bordeaux. It was everything I dreamed it would be, and um, it wasn't your stereotypical match. But um, yeah, opening to that card, fantastic. I haven't seen the whole card, the whole match yet, but I intend doing so. Were you watching this in a hotel room? Was it on pay per view, or was it, or was it on? <laughs> I told you this was on Tidal Match Network. Sure, Graham. You can subscribe sure. for a hundred dollars per year. That's where I want. The reason I subscribe to Tidal Match Network is that's the place that has, and I forgot their name now because it's been so long. Texas. Thunder Rosa's company, help me out. Oh, Mission Pro. Mission Pro Wrestling is on there. So that's pretty much um, what I'll... I will watch it for that. But then from time to time, I'll see other ones that go, oh, that looks kind of interesting. But yeah, bra and panties match in 2022. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> God almighty. But if you say it, was, if you say it wasn't the, the third typical uh, bra and panties match, I'm fine with that, you know. Not what I did. I do remember... What- I do remember watching a Brian Patton match between William Regal and Goldust program once. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Interestingly, I no, might be referencing no, that later. No, it was a Las Vegas Showgirl match. That's exactly what it was. I might be referencing that later on in the show as well. I'm glad you brought it up. That's a good cop moment, but the fact we'll do it later is bad cop. Clearly, so how about we go to that, Graham? What was bad in wrestling this week, then, Dylan? What you got? Sadly, an event I'm watching tomorrow, Forbidden Door, the buildup has been absolutely horrendous for it. Uh, they had, since the announcement, to make these matches and actually have a meaning towards it. And they wait until the week of on Dynamite to start throwing matches together with absolutely zero meaning to it. Uh, for sure, the match I'm looking forward to is is the Fatal 4-Away, or if you can call it the Fatal 4-Away in AEW. I know that... The WWE holds their rights to almost every match title uh, known to man. But yeah, the four-way match with, with Adam Cole, Hangman, the Okada, and Jay White for the IWGP heavyweight title. But there's no meaning behind it because they waited until the week of Dynamite to start throwing matches together. Uh, they only had one match for the buy-in, and now there's two more they added on Rampage. Or three, yeah. So they have so three much more. Yeah, so, but they start throwing matches together, and it has absolutely no meaning. The only one that kind of has meaning behind it for me is is the main event with Moxley and Tanahashi. That's the only one that really has something uh, behind it. Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm, I, I feel like kind of has a little, I mean, a little bit of meaning behind it because Tony Storm's been staring at the title uh, every time she goes in for the save for Thunder Rosa or vice versa with the other one. But, you know, Thunder Rosa... She's kind of losing it for me right now. You know, the whole uh, the whole accusation with Marina Shafir with the sandbagging. You know, she's kind of losing it for me, even though I feel like they made up with her Instagram post that, you know, they were uh, making up together. It just kind of lost a little respect for me if, if that's the way she's going to wrestle against someone who's not really a superior wrestler like Marina Shafir. I feel like she has a lot of flaws with her wrestling. But that's still not the professional way to handle things in a wrestling ring. So I feel like Tony Storm could hopefully take the title away from her. But no, the whole buildup has been bad for Forbidden Door. Am I going to order it? Am I going to pay the 50 bucks? Yeah. But still, <laughs> you know, there, there's no buildup behind it. I know a lot of people going to the show and their excitement is even kind of gone from it. But um, for me, that's my bad cop moment. I, I just wish they would have uh, built it more uh, better than what they did because it's such a good show on paper. When you look at you got AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling colliding and it's just no excitement because the buildup has been so bad. 
this was my main bad cop moment. So, Forbidden Door is a absolutely stacked card. It is. The problem is, is that much as our, our amazing guest has, has stated, they've started throwing together at the last moment. So, certain things have had to change due to injuries. The the injury list for AEW is getting longer and longer and longer. I swear, the line, the line for Big Thunder Mountain at um at Disney World is shorter than the, the injury queue at AEW at the moment, unfortunately. Looking at the looking at the buy-in, for example, you've got an eight-man tag, you've got two tag matches. If you had bearing in mind, Graham, you've got the gun club on there, and you've got Max Caster with them against um Yuyua, Umera, Alex Coughlin, the DKC and Kevin Knight. Is that is that encouraging you to watch the show, Graham? Um not yet, no. Okay, for Factory, which is QT Marshall and Aaron Solo versus Bishamon, which is Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Is that encouraging you? No. Okay, Suzuki Gun, which is El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru uh, versus Swerve in Our Glory, which is Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. That, yeah, I'm interested that's, in that. I'm interested in that one, isn't it? That should be on the main show, though. That should be on the main show. Hold on, which way are you having this? You just said you wanted good matches on to get people's attention, so... No, no, but the fact matter is, so you're, no. you're trying to switch a yeah. crap match in. But, but, but the problem is, the problem is though, point. yeah. But the thing is though, that, that's a, a great match. I want to see on the main card. There are other matches which maybe they could have put on to entice people. Maybe they could have put, I don't know, Thunder Rosa versus an undisturbing Tony Storm on there, for example. Oh, you're gonna disrespect the women's wrestling? In all the times you've talked about giving them a more prominent, position. I don't think I don't, show? Wow. I don't. I personally don't think Tony Storm is worthy of a title shot. That's my personal opinion. I mean, you've got every other championship up for grabs. Why is the TBS title not up for grabs or the TNT title? Yeah. Every every other title is up for grabs. It's amazing that those that, that those ones aren't. Granted, Zack Sabre Junior. is the opponent we don't know because Brian Anderson is injured, so we don't know who he's gonna be facing. That's being worked on the fly to work into a storyline, so I, I appreciate that. You've got FTR in there against um, with um, United Empire and uh, Trent Barretta and Rocky Romero, and they're going, it's going to be a three-way winner-takes-all for two different tag titles. That's, that's exciting. You're great. That's exciting. Looking forward to that. A problem with Dude with Attitudes, which is Darby Allen and Sting, and uh, Shingo Takagi and Hiromu Takahashi. Versus Bullet Club and the Young Bucks. Young Bucks, sorry. I'm going to be extremely sarcastic here for a moment, Graham. But I already know the answer. Why the Bucks teaming the Bullet Club? Haven't Bullet Club got enough members to f- to form the entire eight-man tag? Actually, Graham, they've got enough to form two eight-man tags. And have one spare. So I do not get why you need to put the Young Bucks with two members of the Bullet Club. I don't get it. So you don't have to pay for the airfares across from Japan? Everybody else is fucking here. And Everybody else is here. And because people like the Young Bucks. And it's a combination you wouldn't normally get. Wow. The really... Young Bucks young buck, the young Bucks were part of Bullet Club at the part of time. I get that. But I just, I just so don't get... Nostalgia why... there as well. Wow. How many more reasons do you need? This is like the most obvious reason why you'd put them together. I just... I just don't get it, personally. I don't, don't get why you did ever hold a Bullet Club rather than like two members of Bullet Club. This is a show with two Club. different organisations. The fact you would put two of them together in one match in the same team—that's confusing to you. 
And do not get me started on the name of the All-Atlantic Championship again. The All-Atlantic Championship, it doesn't apply to, to Japan and China because they've got a, they've, they're in the Pacific. And no one taught Tony Khan geography. I didn't realize you could review the whole card for this. So come on, keep going. You've got like several more matches. This, to talk about, yeah. This, 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 yeah, well, Akada, Paige and Cole, and Drew White. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, of course. But as our guest has said, they, they could have built up this week ago. And it was happening. It looked like it's crept up on them. This feels that the booking for this, while we're getting good matches, the build for it has felt like W booking circa 2015. And I sat through that, Graham, and suffered through that. I've been enjoying watching AEW recently, but this has been the build's not been good for this. I'm not saying WWE build's been good for their babies either, but I'm just getting my deja vu. I'm not liking it. Any more matches you want to talk about? I noticed people like Dylan talked uh, about earlier, like some some podcasts that denote a whole show for talking about a particular thing. You just donated it to one segment, but hey, that's that's all right. I'm I'm surprised you didn't mention. Um, I'm surprised you didn't mention. I know you don't like to say his name, Matt, but I'm surprised you didn't mention Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy. Um, I've 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 given my thoughts on that last You've week. You've given your thoughts on a lot of things, and you repeated them in your segment again. So I found no reason. Well, to well, well, to be fair, that. I stopped talking because I keep going, Graham. It's going to be Matt talks for an hour and a half. So it was pretty close. I was just looking how far we're into this segment. Um, now I was um surprised actually that you didn't back me on this one because we've had multiple weeks when we even commented about the fact it's six weeks until Forbidden Door, and we're talking about it right now. That's how big of an event this is. This is five weeks, four weeks. We've talked about it almost every week um, for the last few weeks, including last week when we talked about the aforementioned Orange Cassidy and uh, Will Ospreay. So um, I think there has been some build-up there. There has been a lot of injuries. You can tag Jungle Boy onto the end of that list if you didn't know that one as well. Um, but yeah, so that obviously has made um, some difference to it. But no, some of these, I, I, I disagree. I, I think the, I think it's been just fine. Um, I got no problems with it. I did notice in the fan cop moments, it's, it's kind of split right now. There is kind of a few uh, differences of opinions on this. Um, I'm, prepa- I'm, I'm going to say, if people who uh, don't think the build-up's been good, like yourself, Dylan, are still prepared to buy it, I don't think they've done too bad of a job then, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, I think the build-up's just fine. They've got my attention. It might just be because I'm not as knowledgeable on New Japan, and so some of those names are exciting to me. Um, I'm actually shocked that not one person, and I, I left it off my list because I was like, I'm sure somebody mentioned a Carter appearing on AEW. I was like, sure, that'll be somebody else's good cop moment. So I was just like, I'm, I'm not even going to bother to write that down. I thought that was a huge moment. The, cra- the crowd certainly thought it was a big moment as well. I, it was a big moment, but I, I sort of expected them to bring it up. So I didn't put it on my notes. <laughs> We're all so polite. We just don't want to tread on each other's toes. It's a little bit. It's the British side of me. I was coming through, Graham, isn't it? But, um, to be fair as well, I think I think the, uh, the, the $2 million he's paying a card to appear... It has something to do with it, Graham. I missed that number. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, it's not a shocker, Graham. As you'll find on my bad call, I've got more to say about uh, Mr. Khan in a minute as well. So you're always surprised when they keep signing people on contracts of like 100, 200,000. You're like, they can't, he can't afford to keep doing that. He's just showed you. He's, he's paid two million for a As a business <laughs> model, you can't do that. All right. Okay. It's not, it's not, not sustainable long term. <laughs> we'll see. I think he's a lot richer than Vince. I keep thinking you forget that, but hey, uh, we'll see. Now, my bad cop moment. Um, I'm going back to Slammiversary, and I'm going to start with an email from Draven at Wrestling Covers. Front row view of the Chelsea Deanna table spot from Slammiversary. Effing terrifying. 
Glad they're both okay. Hashtag impact, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Jordan Grace. Men do things like this constantly to reactions of high praise. It's not lost upon us how more critical fans are when women do it, even when it's executed perfectly. Now, first question to you guys. Are you familiar with the spot that I am talking about? Yes. Yes. Okay, perfect. So I watched it, and um, it is, it's picture perfect. They couldn't have done a better job. It was very close to that guardrail, which did kind of add in that element of danger. But you can obviously figure out, the mathematician in me can imagine a ladder, and I'm showing with my hand right now, when it falls, you can see where they're going to land. I'm sure it was all planned out perfectly. Um, Also things like uh, the fact that Chelsea Green uh, protected uh, Diana Prazo's neck as well as they were going through. The fact that they were looking to make sure where the table was. It looked particularly good now my first reason why i put this one in um, i agree with jordan actually um men do crazy things like that all the time we've talked about matt hardy we've talked about darby allen we've talked about multiple people and uh, most of the time we've talked about the danger side of it like why do they put their bodies through about it but yeah they do get high praise I-, I think it's definitely a double standard that when the women do something like that it's classed as risky etc etc and they don't get the praise for perhaps pulling off something that looked really impressive as I read into this more, and I was reading through the comments, I think Jordan Grace actually misunderstood what the original tweet was, because a lot of people um, quoted different segments from it. So I'm going to read it again. Front row view of the Chelsea Diana table spot from Slammer's anniversary. Effing terrifying. Glad they're both okay. They said he said that the fact that it was terrifying means that it was like a good spot, as in it got them on the edge of their seats. And I'm like, yeah, no, that is good. But the fact it followed up with glad they're both okay, it was more a case of, I think I'm supporting the wrestlers. Like, wow, they really put their body on the line for them. I'm glad to see that nothing came of it. So it was kind of a double one. That One, that yeah, it's the double standard. But two, I'm not sure Jordan totally understood what the guy was saying to begin with. And I don't think I did when I first read through it. I thought he was calling them out for... just for being for women, being women and putting on dangerous dangerous spots that obviously the men do but not much but i didn't watch too much wrestling this week so we have seen at many times graham sometimes that the women um pull off the spots better than men uh, we have seen that sometimes we've seen with uh, ladder matches that we've we've seen uh last man's last women's standing matches i should say sorry um falls era matches where the women are prepared to take hard shots this is some of those vicious kendo stick shots that we've seen from time to time as well um granted some things men have been doing longer than women because women weren't given opportunity necessarily to do the same sort of things uh i'm very privileged when i go to cxw to see the queen of intergender wrestling luna tricks that's her name now because the queen of intergender wrestling she has an actual um catch name which is great um she she uh is amazing and she'll happily step in ring in any kind of match hardcore or anything she'll do anything to uh to please the fans it's all about execution um you mentioned jeff hardy um and darby Allen, who damn near killed each other the other week and we're thinking like you don't have to do that guys you can entertain us fine you haven't got to kill yourselves you know you haven't got to every everything week especially if it's not on fucking pay-per-view Okay, if it's on if it's on if it's on free to air TV, don't kill yourself. At least get some money out of it, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, we uh we were front row, Graham, for um um Orange Cassidy doing something from whatever comes to mind, and literally we saw them launching them, planting themselves over the top rope into the front row, just opposite us, and 
I've been terrified to have a front row. Have you been? You've been, You've had people jump in front of you, Graham, before. What's that like for a front row? Terrifying. Um, coming at us. For me, it's awesome. Um, I think oh, that's yeah. the most scary one was um, O'Shea Edwards uh, <laughs> coming towards Jackson. Uh, and uh, O'Shea said he never put the brakes on so quick once he saw there was an eight year Well, he would have been five, I think, at the time. Uh, a five-year-old there. And he did. He was. Uh, he, he stopped himself. There was no guardrail for that one. It was just seats. It was a crab wrestling. Um, so, yeah, accidents can definitely happen. I think it's exciting. Uh, Mason thinks it's exciting as well. Or he did think it was exciting. Um, I think it depends on how close you are to actually getting physically injured can 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 define how exciting that it is. can be the case when they're I kind mean... of landing and then rolling towards you and they landing on your feet and things like that, that that's mm. fantastic um if they're flying through and they're crashing into you and you have a drink in your hand or something then perhaps uh, <laughs> not quite so exciting so i think context is everything in things like that cxw I, we, we had some of that as well we we had i had someone that almost landed in my lap um when they were doing responses which was fun but also uh I also saw the outside of the ring when, and you can see this on the footage from CXW second show, uh, where Jackson Arrow goes to powerbomb uh, RKJ through a table, and but he hits him onto the table, the table slides out from under him and goes towards the front row on its side, goes at full pace towards it. And it, it, front row, that would have been terrifying. So to see two boys coming, coming at you, it would have been very much an adrenaline pumping experience. So can see where we have a mixed messages there for sure. I don't know if Dylan ever had um, wrestlers front flying at him in the front row before. I <laughs> uh, can't say I have, no. <laughs> what did you think of that spot, though, Dylan? Yeah, okay, no, the spot with, with Deanna Peraza and Chelsea Green, yeah, I've, I've been seeing it all over the internet, seen it live when I watched it on Slammiversary. Uh, yeah, I can kind of understand what the person was saying, but for Jordan Grace to take it out of context to the to turn it into a double standard, I feel like it was a little much for her. Because, yeah, I mean, for women, I can understand why they want to you know, protect them, but but to glorify the men when they do the same thing. When Luchasaurus fell into, like, four tables during Dynamite, when the Young Bucks won the tag titles back, you know, it was all over the internet for, like, like a holy shit spot. But when the women do it, it's like, oh, you know, they got to be careful, protect their women and stuff like that. So you can't make it into a double standard. Let the women do what the men can do because they can mm-hmm. easily do it. I mean, the women are proven to us every year with the matches that they're in, that they're fully capable of, of doing what everything a man can do. Sometimes better. Exactly. <laughs> I, de- I, I know for a damn fact that there's not a single, there's not a single person in any wrestling company that I could out-wrestle. No chance about that. Always, mm-hmm. yeah, always idiots watching soccer in the UK, for example, on a Sunday, drinking beer, smoking cigarettes, and seeing like, like, fucking prick, I could do a better job than that. You are sitting in your own filth, <laughs> drinking your ninth beer, which you probably paid 50p for. And these people out there are in the peak of physical fitness. Jog on, mate. I can see that where, where, where miscommunication happened there. I can also see it might be a good and bad compliment. Speed check. Anything else that we considered a bad cut moment? We've got 90 seconds. Uh, Dylan, you're up first. Yeah, not sure if it's going to take me 90 seconds to rant about this, but with the accusations that Vince McMahon's facing, why is he still appearing on television? I feel like it's only for ratings that we're seeing Vince appear on on SmackDown for uh, for nothing to, to kind of explain the thin now forever thing and just leave. And, and the crowd's getting excited for him. Do they not know the accusations that he's facing right now? It's pretty serious stuff. 
paying women to you know to basically shut the hell up about his affairs that he's he's doing and then he appears the same time on monday night raw for absolutely nothing again and the crowd's still getting very excited for him i feel like it's it's such a bad look on the fan base and an even worse look to even let him come out and to show himself because if he's going to step down and let his daughter take over and we were just talking about it, how he's still managing creative. So I feel like her taking over means absolutely nothing. It's just saying, Oh, she's taking over, but Vance is still going to handle everything. Now it's just for him to appear on like, like NXT or something like that to give some bullshit speech again, to get the crowd excited. It's, it's just bad to look for him to even appear on television with the accusations that he's facing. It's, it's just not a good look. We recorded on a Friday last week, so we had no idea. We knew that Vince was going to appear on SmackDown, but we had no idea what it mm-hmm. was going to be. We tried to predict. And Matt, you said he wouldn't even come into the ring because you were like, he's going to get booed. He's going to get things thrown at him. And when I watched it, I was like, it couldn't have been further from the truth. The crowd no. were loving it. They had no problem. When I watched, I saw a clip on Twitter, first of all, and it was like, he was doing his, it was the actual thing. I actually thought it was a clip from years ago. I thought it must, this must be a clip from five years ago. This can't be the clip from SmackDown. I was like, somebody's posted this and like mislabeled it. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just wait until I see the highlights. And then when I watched the highlights, I was like, oh my God, that was the clip. I was like, wow. Yeah, it it absolutely shocked me. I did not expect it to Mm. be that. And then to come out again on Monday, I'm like, geez, the, balls on this guy to be quite honest um it, i've got balls the size of grapefruits <laughs> um yeah no i I'm, I'm with you i think that's a definite bad cop moment um mm-hmm. i he's it's cheap it's a it's the biggest cheap pop ever and right. the fact particularly when he mentioned the fact wasn't it minnesota on smackdown as well on mm-hmm. friday i think it was the fact that he even mentioned to be here in minnesota it's like oh come on and i was like i'm done with it Graham, hit that time because I'm going to feel all straight into mine with my, with my bit. Because oh, that was one of my speed check moments. Okay, you so. can talk about it a little bit now if you like. It's, it seems like a big moment that seems worthy of talking about. Not, not, no, I've got thing I want to touch on. Um, Vince McMahon's um, constant appearances are getting weirder and more bizarre, as Dylan mentioned. Not least because the appearance on Raw, by some people's um, analysis, was piped cheers. On Monday Night Raw, not entirely sure how true that was, but apparently they weren't all cheering him on Monday. That would be a bit of Kevin Dunn magic behind the scenes. Uh, Max Dupree on SmackDown. This thing is dying a death. Seriously, I love LA Night, but this is not working. It's crickets. The crowd do not give a shit at all. Male models, really? This this not this, this it wasn't popular in 2003. It's not going to be popular now. Road Dog uh, on his podcast said, said he fought, he fought Banks and Naomi was a work, um, but apparently he said it isn't a work. That worries me because what's going to happen? Is it all blown up because they didn't want to lose two matches? What behind? What's happened behind the scenes that I want to know? And it's bad because we don't know yet. Um, and the last thing I want to touch on: quote from Ringside News at Ringside News. This is a quote here. I'm not an AEW or WWE mark at all. Been hearing first count from people witnessing that at Tony Khan doing coke with talents firsthand and with people of the media. End quote. If it's true, that's a major back up moment. Um, you normally wow. say allegedly after things like that. And um, well, I know you read a quote, so you didn't need to, but. Mm-hmm. I'm quoting there, so I'm completely safe that I have spoken to the district attorney, Graham. 
That's, uh, yeah, i got to oh. inhale a little bit on that one. Um, <laughs> I did not see that quote at all. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, a lot. All right. Um, the uh, fake beard on Elias. <laughs> that thing was like the least realistic thing I've ever seen. Uh, but obviously I love the segment, but I was like, nah, I can't be doing that. Lady Frost asking for her release from Impact. She's only mm. been there for six months. I think it's going to turn into a good cop moment because I'm assuming that she has other plans. But obviously she's not quite happy with what's going on with Impact right now. And I think if you're not keeping Lady Frost happy, I think you're making a mistake. I think she's particularly talented. And this one, I undernawed whether to include this one. This is really an unsure moment. Um, but I have to put it somewhere, so it's going right here. Um, Giselle Shaw came out as a transgender woman this week. Now, that's not the bad cop moment. Um, it, she, she announced, I I'm, hope I'm using correct pronouns. This is part of the bad cop moment. I checked on Giselle's um, Twitter page, and pronouns are not listed. So um, if I'm using she and it's incorrect, I apologize. You're, correct, correct. Transgender You're, correct. You're woman, correct. I assume it's she. Okay. The reason that it, I'm putting it in the bad cop, but I said it's unsure, is it was announced on interviews, it was announced on wh whatever, whoever she was talking to or whoever she was being interviewed. Not a single mention of it on her Twitter feed, though. I would have thought her fans would have been the people that she would have wanted to share that news with, um, possibly inform them a little bit, possibly get a few people up to date. It seems like an ideal opportunity to reach out to your fans, explain the situation, explain this big change in your life, and um, she didn't do that. So I thought that was a strange way of dealing with it. Now, Matt, you can obviously, as you've talked about before, you can obviously come out and you can do these things in whichever way you're most comfortable with. But I would have thought if you're comfortable doing an interview about this, you would have been comfortable about putting it out on social media. It just seems strange that she didn't do that. Um, everyone does it their own way, girl, of course. Does she have sure. her own Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I looked. That's why I said on a Twitter account, it doesn't say like personal pronouns or anything. Um, but yeah, so it wasn't the fact that she came out as a transgender woman. I, I just was surprised that she didn't share that with her fans on the Twitter. She hasn't posted anything on Twitter in about three days. It just seemed a really strange way of announcing the news, announcing it to an interview, but not announcing it to your fans. I, I don't know. I've looked on Twitter, Graham. I can't find her having one. You can't find... She's on, she's on Twitter. Um, it is G-I-S-E-L-E. -E. It's a single L. If you're typing it with double L, you won't find it. Ah, okay, because everyone on Twitter is using, a, using two L's. Everyone is using that's two why L's. You're, that's why you're not finding it when you click on her uh, that, Click on her as a people for that one. Okay. It's something like okay. Giselle Show or Giselle Show 08 or something like that. Okay. Uh, she does. She has Graham. Oh, she has now? Yeah, about an hour ago, yeah. Oh, pfft. I checked before we came on air to see. I checked about two o'clock and I was like, no. I was like, she's had two days to mention this and hasn't mentioned it at all. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, not sure yeah. why there's such a delay I will, I will quote the tweet, Graham, for please, you. Please do. Authenticity, the courage to be yourself. Thank you, everyone, for overwhelming love and support. You've turned a very scary moment into an incredible one. Love you all. Happy Pride, everyone. And then the picture of, and the picture of her posing with the uh, Pride... 2002 symbols. It's, it's fantastic. Lovely. Okay. But she still didn't mention there that she came out as a transgender woman, though. It's still very vague. If you know, you know kind of thing. But it still seems like skirting around the issue a little bit. Well, I guess, Graham. But I guess sometimes it's hey, hard it's, to do so. It's an unsure thing. It just seemed a little strange to me. And I needed something to fill out my bad cop moment. So that's what I mm. went with. I, yeah, I'd say, I'd say, speaking from experience, it's... Uh, 
not the easiest thing to do sometimes. Of course. All right. Well, I think we've already hinted at some of the things that have been talked about, but let's go and check out those fan cop moments. Good. Bad. Take two. Uh, we just realised at the end of finishing our fan cop moments that neither of us picked record, so I think we're going to have to do them again. Matt, it went brilliantly as well. That's so unfortunate people aren't going to get to hear the amazing part that we did. Fan cop moments, well, at least we don't have to wait for you to log onto your phone this time anyway. So let's start off with uh, High Five Tom. Great cop moment, being in the building with Chad and Diesel when Akada showed up on Dynamite. Shoot goosebumps. Bad cop moment, had one this week, but I literally forgot it. Then he remembered. Now I remember. Vince coming to a hero's welcome on TV. Now I have not talked to anyone that was there, so some TV magic may have happened, but it didn't look good on TV, which I think you alluded to earlier. I did. Um, it just seemed a little bit, hmm, just felt a little bit odd. Um, the rest of which, um, bad cop, whoever defrosted Brock Lesnar, can they put him back in the freezer, please? Worst cop, um, it's not um, Raby and uh, Matt's fault, Jefferson Addict, and the community at large need to leave him alone. Maybe not his, their fault, but they don't exactly push him towards rehab either. Um, you know, there's more they could be doing, in my opinion. Uh, but in my opinion, feel free to at me, you know, at me, at JTB Jackson. Fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, um, exactly. So it's almost completely get it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that person stole his Twitter handle that he wanted. So, yeah, send it to that random person. Absolutely. And um, if there's an even, uh, an even worse cop moment, uh, that Rowan Wade was overturned this week and turned him into a third class citizen. We obviously. Um, do not um, agree with what happened this week in the Supreme Court. And uh, well, we personally believe that um, a woman should always have a choice. And mm-hmm. we'll leave it at that because we don't want to get too political on this show without the lawyer being present, Graham. Who you got next? Oh, here, here. Um, I did put out a few tweets yesterday and I did see that we dropped under 6,100 followers. I was like, ah, whatever. I don't care. Um, I'm going to put that stuff out, mm. whatever. Um, when I first read Wrestle Witch's tweet, I thought she was blaming. She said, Matt's not to blame. And I'm like, obviously he's not to blame. Like, what? And then I was like, oh, okay. I must stop speed reading. I, I realized that was. Uh, do you yes, read at I, times? Do you read at times five gram as well? Isn't it? I know. I do things too quickly and multitask. Uh, Tiffany, Queen of the Indies, good cop moment. Marcus Mather's show was so good. And bad cop moment, the person driving and texting by my house and going into a pole, shake my head, LOL. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if you choose to do those two things, then that's on you. Uh, karma is, I believe, how you described it on take one, Matt. It was. It's absolute karma. I mean... I mean, I know you actually said you want to see it on an IWTV later, and I'm guessing that you do want to watch the uh, the Marshall Mathers thing rather than the guy going to poll, because if someone has got footage of that, then put it up on YouTube, because you'll get millions of views, guaranteed, because yeah. people like that sort of kind of I mean, talk about things I would like to see on IWTV. I think Marshall Mathers on the IWTV would be very entertaining. Um, I'm thinking it's Marcus Mathers, but hey. I apologise. I stopped feeding as well, Graham. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to Jeremy in time 721. Um, hashtag good cop, the Elias and Ezekiel storyline as a whole has been a blast. Absolutely, we've loved it. We've absolutely loved it. As you alluded to earlier, apart from the, the terrible beard. <laughs> terrible beard. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had a terrible beard once, so I almost married her. Okay, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bad cop, <laughs> Lesnar Reigns. 
as number seven two six point eight because Zoe has failed to build up anyone else in the wakes of some serious injuries to Cody and Orton, etc. That's true. Um, it's going to be a last man standing match at SummerSlam, and um, they've been hoping they've got too much to book for SummerSlam already, and we haven't even had money in the bank yet, <laughs> which is a little bit uh, putting the cart before the horse. But um, I don't mind. Some of them want a big event, so I don't mind them booking matches that far out for SummerSlam. That's fine. Um, but at the same time, um, with a lot of talk um, last couple of weeks, Graham, about them throwing someone else in there. Remember when we were on our own a couple of weeks ago, we had we were talking about um, Gunter with potential of being thrown around the name of me that was going to be potentially thrown in the mix. Um, again, Roman Reigns, I'd like to have seen that. Roman versus Gunter, yes, please. I think in a couple of years' time, perhaps, but right now, I think mm. you're building Gunther, so you're not going to do him for that. You're not going to put him in that. Yeah, he's going to be on main TV for a long time. Uh-huh. Uh, Justin, uh, just in time, two one one. Uh, best cop slam anniversary was an outstanding show. Yep, I think we're full in agreement with that. And worst cop Raw as a whole was not. I definitely agree with that too. It was it was a difficult watch at times, but the stuff in the ring wasn't too bad. Yeah. Uh, but some it was a anniversary. That's that's that, that's not saying great deal, Graham. Um, BFR JCB, uh, our good friend JCB, obviously go check out BFR every Friday. Um, good cop moment. A card of the rival to Dynamite. Huge pop from the crowd. Gentle reminder that fans do actually know the big New Japan star. That wasn't um, gentle. That was being peeing around the head of a baseball bat. Um, bad cop moment from High Five Tom. Kind of stole his thunder on Vince. However, Brock coming back takes his bad comment this week. I'm over this feud, he says. Before I get to my Dan Griffin one, I've got a bonus bad cop moment. I've mentioned this before, but it's a recurring one. I saw on my email two days ago, my current episode, uh, current issue of PWI magazine has arrived on my phone because I get it digitally. The edition is October <laughs> we're in June. That's absolutely insane that they would go so far ahead. The reason I'm mentioning it is that's where I would know a lot of my New Japan wrestlers. When I'm looking through that top 100, like Okada was number one for at least a couple of years, and then some of those lower down names, I I would recognize the names perhaps before I would recognize the wrestlers. So if you tell me like Ishii, if you were to put four wrestlers' pictures in front of me, I'm not sure I could pick out Ishii. Like I know Ishii is a a big name for New Japan, uh, but I couldn't pick him out necessarily. All right, Dan Griffin, best cop moment, Impact Slammiversary was a fantastic fantastic show from pre-show to main event it was entertaining with some cracking matches and great to see video messages from sting angle and styles and uh, bad cop moment the final member of team impact was overhyped which made it disappointing uh let's find uh scottish danny's comment again agreed but i thought dixie overhyping and delivering the final member was highly on brand for old school tna yes of course yours is the worst cop moment from dan griffin graham because it's a separate oh. Oh, he's separate. I apologize. Yeah, Vince continuing to flaunt him Sen on TV amidst all of the allegations and stepping down. I had a little mm. Yorkshire pronunciation in there and all. It's all it's all right there, my lad. Hopefully that'll disguise the right fact there. that I missed it. No, not at all. Uh, but of course, Daddy did also um, clear it up by saying you've never felt sheer unadulterated, unbridled disappointment, quite like being promised a historic name that will change the face of protein forever. And what you get is Tommy Dreamer running. Now, Tommy Dreamer has got some slightly less than popular views in recent times, shall we say? Um, so, I'm not entirely sure he's got quite the same fan love as he did uh, back in the early 2000s, let's say. 
Oh, um, and half of the match you thought it was going to be Davy Richards, but uh, me and my Mark keep it in mind for that, obviously. Um, I'm going to go to attack a couple of cheap pops, which um, I believe is the JB doing it this week. Uh, Good Cop is Triple H returning at NXT and Aussie Open getting around AEW. Um, Bad Cop, anticipation of a Twitter meltdown when Forbidden Door flops. Notice the word when there, Graham, not if in the wording. I'm not just saying what he said. Obviously, obviously, you do call him out for as well. Uh, Vince and Big Johnny uh, winning the Sammy Award for Best Tag Team. Yeah, we want to get that out of our minds. Thank you, JB. So, you asked them to define flops, and they did. Commercially, we're quietly confident that some of the matches will be very good. In fact, they are. But it's taking forever to book the damn card. <sighs> I won't ask you this time if you remember seeing Aussie Open. I do. I'm not sure I do. I guess I'm going to guess the answer. At yeah. Capital Wrestling, I'll be Graham. Capital, <laughs> wrestling, Capital wrestling. Very well done. Uh, Rob, UTT, Rob. Bad cop moment. Underwhelming build to Forbidden Door, although low expectations sometimes lead to enjoying the show more. And good cop moment. Discovering in 1971, Jackie Palo released a single which is gloriously bad. And uh, WTF cop moment. Vince McMahon continuing to show up on TV. Absolutely. Created that. Not the other one. Fantastic. Um, and uh, the last one. Shoot a show. Yes. I changed yeah, glorious could. to gloriously. I changed yeah, you could You created it. He didn't. Jeez. Oh, There's no edit he, button on Twitter. No, but he created glorious, glorious to gloriously, but he didn't create a shoot a show. I'm a little bit no. confused about it. Consistency, Mr. 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 Rob. Um, and the last one is from a Scot- our Scottish friend from Kent, um, Scottish Danny. Bad cop moment. AW using ice cold bereavement heat to get Christian to boo to be. Ugh, get. <laughs> Take three. It was so good the first time, and it was, it was perfect. It was perfect first time round. Damn it. We should just start all over again, really. <laughs> Fuck that shit. AW using ice cold bereavement heat to get fans to boo Christian. It's just sad. Dragging the season name. Through the mud to get a cheap reaction. The third time I've done it in less than two years. How creatively inept is Tony Khan? Now, I've got to say, I still don't know who it is. Um, unfortunately, I really well, feel like I should. You haven't found out? Wow, shocker. I haven't had a chance to, Graham, yet, unfortunately. <laughs> I think that's everybody, right? Um, it, it doesn't seem to be like the way, yes. If we missed any, we certainly apologise. Um, thank you to everyone for sending in those comments. Even though I won't be here next week, I will be putting out the tweet uh, so Matt can uh, read them out with his special guests, who he's going to announce later in the show. Good. Bad. All right, open agenda time. Um, we gave Dylan the opportunity, but he's uh, very graciously decided to pass it on to Matt and myself. Matt, I will let you go first. Um, what is your open agenda for this week? Parents in a good way, in a good way, oh, Graham, okay. because in a good way, because um, we are in an era where um, I grew up in an era where, where I was always told, don't listen to bullies, they can't hurt you, sort of thing. And that's, that's a very true something back then, but unfortunately, that's horseshit now, especially in the internet in the internet era, because we've, we've had 40s in, is that bullying online can be traumatizing people can kill themselves over these things we've seen this sort of thing happen countless times we saw what happened with a wrestler in in uh, new japan yeah. so you know it's this can we this sort of, so when this sort of bullying happens it needs to be stopped at source 
I bring your attention to an article I read in the Metro. Now, I'm aware the Metro in the UK is a, a magazine which is which is distributed by being left on the train for the next person. But but the article that, that I read was fantastic. A single mum, okay, so a single mum, um, um, her name was Sam, Sam. She found out that her 12-year-old son um, had been messaging this girl, um, calling her fat, ugly, the C word, a twat, and a bitch. Yeah, um, I it, the article that everybody read, it's, it's it's quite disturbing in places. Over all the WhatsApp, she found out about this, and um, she uh, she frog marched him round to the girl's house and made him apologise to her. Good for me. Um, when the son found when the when the dad of the girl found out, because the girl hadn't told her parents at all anything at all, mm-hmm. so they were very surprised when they when when she rocked up, and um, the the parent the dad said like. If I heard about that, if you if you were my age, you wouldn't be standing there right now. I feel a lot of dads feel the same way about their parent, about their kids. Um, they would they would be happy to put someone on the floor if if they if they disrespected their their kids and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. I know that um, all parents would feel the same way about it. So, this single mum, very good, and also stuck to her to her morals because she confiscated every single electronic device from him. My word, that, that's top parenting for you. Did didn't hurt him. Just literally sat him down and was like, you don't do this stuff. There's a reason that you, if you don't, can't say nothing, don't say nothing at all. Apparently they were exes. Uh, like 12 years old and did never like that. I I didn't even know what the C word was low like 16 grand. That's me being a bit being a bit sheltered, maybe. But I genuinely didn't know what it meant. Um, I've only been on holiday for a week, but yeah, um, both of my sons have already lost <laughs> all their electronics at some point for varying <laughs> periods of time. Um, they all currently have all of their electronics right now, but uh, eh, it was close this afternoon. They nearly lost one of them, nearly lost ah, some of their stuff. But hey. Grand, the trick to it is not take the electronics, take the chargers. No, because then they can have it for a little while, and if it's yeah, like, but, but then it runs out slowly but surely. If you're, it for a, if you're taking it for a week, sure, that's fine. But otherwise, mm. no, that doesn't work particularly. Um, mine is um, about my hotel trip that's upcoming. Now, this was booked for me because I'm attending a professional development course down in Charlotte, so everything was booked, like the cost of the course, the cost, the cost of the hotel, and everything. I was just sent the information. Um, the hotel that I'm staying in is uh, over three hundred dollars a night. Now, as you know, Matt, I'm a bit of a a bit cheap, you might want to say. Um, I don't normally look in the $300 a night range for hotels when I'm uh, traveling around the country. It's normally uh, less than a third of that. So, and I think when we were in uh, New Jersey, I think we might have even got for like $50, $60 a night or something like that. So, yeah, this is a big surprise to me. But this is the Hilton, by the way. They're going to nickel and dime us and charge $5 a night for internet in the hotel. You're going to charge $300 a night but then you're going to charge an additional $5 for internet. That's absolutely ridiculous. Now, if you can afford $300 for a hotel, you can clearly afford $5 as well. So you might be like, well, what's the big problem? That's just profiteering for the sake of profiteering. Like everyone's going to pay the $5, obviously. You're just rank, you're just making your profits bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't think why, I don't see why you'd want to do that. Um, also, we have to pay $25 for parking as well, which I it's in the center of town. I can kind of see that a little bit more, but yeah, five dollars. Why not just charge three hundred and five dollars if you want to charge that for the hotel and say you got free internet? I don't understand why you would want to do that. Makes no sense to me. 
Wow. Jordan Sweet. They got to cover the bill for it, Graham, I suppose. I mean, remember I told you how much we, the, the room were going for in central London for EGX. I haven't checked recently how much they're going for, but I'm guessing they're not cheap. Um, it's, London uh, is a little different. <laughs> London's a bit more of a tourist venue than Charlotte, North Carolina, in all fairness. That's true. That is true, Graham. But at the same time, I, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it could be worse. Uh-huh. It could be worse, Graham. Five dollars for internet. I mean, that's that's standard in every hotel. Um, not the ones I stay at. I've never had to pay for internet. It's always free. Yeah. Really? We had to pay for it. We had to pay for it where we were staying at Premier Inn. Gone to the wrong places, clearly. We, 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 where, we were, where we were, Graham. We were oh, where Premier we? Inn, weren't we? Oh. We'll travel. Holiday Inn, Holiday Inn. We were actually Holiday Inn. I don't yeah. think so. I don't think we paid for internet. I'm pretty sure we did. Well, you might be. You might be right. I could, I could be wrong now. I could be wrong. Just like, just checking out curiosity how much that hotel room is now going for. Yeah, five hundred pounds a night. <laughs> five. I mean, it's London in the middle of tourist season, so I'm. September not... not tourist season, Graham. Oh, September. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the summer. Okay. No, September. September. It's um, five hundred, five hundred quid a night plus parking plus food if you want it. Uh huh. Well, I'm not paying the 300 It's already been paid for on my Yeah, that's the thing. That's I'm thinking it's ridiculous to charge $5 extra. And if you're saying your hotels in England are doing the same, it's ridiculous. Why charge 500 Yeah, For 500 you can throw $5 of free internet in, I think. But hey. Premier Inn is a, it's a discount hotel, Grant, but because it's right next to the venue. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So I think it's the time of the show when we get to our Devil's Advocate round. For the 119th time, sisters, brothers, and non-binary others, welcome to the Devil's Advocate round of Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast. This is the section of the show where myself and Graham and our guest this week, who is Dylan from the World League Podcast, will be throwing Devil's Advocates at each other for 20 seconds. These are ridiculous statements we do not believe in, which usually have wrestling bent to them, but we will allow the guest, if they wish to, stray from that. A subject we do not believe in. Uh, if you believe what we are believe saying is the truth, and not just be made off of our heads to try and beat a time limit and entertain you lot, take up our DADA at dying format. You obviously so, didn't listen to Dylan earlier. This is going to be a one-sided affair today. We're throwing devil's advocates at Dylan, but we're not getting anything back, I don't think. Well, in any case, Dylan, if that's the case, you have the choice of receiving from myself or Graham first. Well, the way you were rubbing your hands together before we started recording makes me want to go with Graham first so I can get something maybe a little bit on the easier side. I feel like from you, Matt, I'm going to get something pretty extreme. So I'm going to go with Graham first. Ah, Okay. Now, Matt, you heard me mention earlier that I was going to be referring to... um, What did you refer it to? The match with Regal and... It was the Las Vegas Showgirl match. That's right. Now, the thing that I did watch on wrestling this week was something on YouTube that came up that was 10 absolutely wild WWE match types only seen once. And that was one of them. And one of the other ones is going to appear in Dylan's Devil's Advocate. So, Dylan, for me, I would like you to defend Louisiana should promote its greatness by replaying on loop the CM Punk match and Chavo Guerrero match in the Gulf of Mexico match. Oh, my goodness. Well... It's kind of hard for me to defend it. I, I don't even know if I even seen the match, but 
I'm not even sure of the whole uh, concept with it, but to call it something like that, it had to be something not so good, a little bit stereotypical to Louisiana. So I really got nothing on that. I think I think it's a pretty uh, poor taste of a match uh, name. If if I'm if I yeah, remember, uh, it was if a remember, risk. It was a if, risk that you hadn't possibly seen it before, and it was actually filmed when it was in Texas as well, because it was in Chavo Grande. Okay. Matt, do you want to no, discuss? I don't remember it. You probably know if, it in much more detail than me. If memory serves me correctly, this was a match between CM Punk and Chavo Guerrero. I'm not sure if it was for a title or not. Um, but the winner of the match was whoever managed to throw their opponent into the Gulf of Mexico. Oh Correct. They basically wrestled. They wrestled. They wrestled. Started in the ring and they worked their way out to the Gulf of Mexico. Yes. Cut the water. I can't imagine why they only do that once. God. Mm. It wasn't the first time they did it either. They did it in a hardcore in a hardcore match between uh, Raven and Hardcore Holly in December 2000. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. Oh well, they got this wrong then because they said it was a scene only. Oh, it was it. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It, they did that same spot in another oh, match. It, there was it, actually it, two that was listed. There was one. I can't remember what one might have been thrown into the Mississippi River or something. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And the other one, there was another one that was a coastal match. But yeah, it was the only Gulf of Mexico. But having watched that and I realized, oh, Louisiana's on the Gulf of Mexico. I was like, sure. <laughs> I did take a risk. I was like, if he has not seen it, it won't work quite as well. But ah, sadly, we I haven't. No, I didn't see it. Oh, Don't watch time. Go watch something way more interesting. You know, like Trish Stratus versus Legion of Brian Panties match. Way more interesting. <laughs> um, right. So, um, if that's the case, um, Dylan, do you want my one now? Sure. Let's go. Ahead. Okay. Your devil's advocate is as follows. <clears throat> Despite the late booking for it, Slammiversary will still be ten times better than Forbidden Door. Wow, yeah, it, it definitely has the potential of it because, because you're not sure what's going to happen at Forbidden Door, whether it's a bad finish, someone coming out to ruin a match, which Slammiversary didn't have any of those. Uh, Slammiversary had clean finishes for every match, and Forbidden Door has the potential to have some matches uh, ruined by other people joining it. Well, that was very good on time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit of a softball from you, Matt, to be honest. I thought you were going to go something much more hard-hitting than that. Well, you... I was going to swing it back your way and say Forbidden Door would be way better with Slammiversary, but I thought it maybe even too cruel. Because <laughs> he was all over Slammiversary. I was like, I want to come back. I like Dylan. I like him. <laughs> I want to come back. You know. Oh, so, so going forward then, if you give an absolute stinker of a devil's advocate, then we know that you don't like that guest that week. Okay. No, no, no. It, it means I respect the man, and I'm more than happy to throw him under the bus. You know, oh, yeah. if I treat if I if I treat the guest like shit, I respect him. So that's the way it goes, Graham. It's all good. Speaking <laughs> of which, Graham, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'm gonna give. You that. <laughs> I'm going to give you my devil's advocate, and it also follows from the 10 absolutely wild WWE matches types only seen once. I was wondering whether to give this one to Dylan, but I thought it, this one's from a little further ago, and I was like, Matt's probably, with your depth of knowledge, you'll probably know this one better. This is a fairly short one for you to defend, Matt. I would like you to defend the fact that the Steve Lombardi trophy is greater than the Vince Lombardi trophy. Well, um, Vince Lombardi, of course, I believe is a uh, American football trophy. Uh, so Steve Lombardi trophy is clearly better than that. Uh, American football sucks, Graham. We, we've established that from a long, long time. No American footballer has ever 
succeeded in the, between in between the ropes. Um, so I I would hard, hardly believe Steve Lombardi is better than Vince Lombardi. Do you know who Steve Lombardi is? I believe it's Brooklyn Brawler. There you go. That's it. Um, this was from the 1996 Raw Bowl on January 1st. It coincided with the uh, the college football playoffs and probably the Rose Bowl, I'm guessing, or the national championship or whatever format it was at mm-hmm. that time. And um, yeah, the winner got the Steve Lombardi trophy. The wrestlers were, dropped, uh, were dressed up in uh, football attire and it looked absolutely dire. And um, I think they said that's why they never repeated it again. But I saw that Steve Lombardi trophy and I was like, oh, I had no idea who it was at the time, but I immediately recognize Vince Lombardi trophy is the what the winners of the Super Bowl get, man. Mm-hmm. Mm, oh, that Peter Tat. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So um <laughs> I can say that. I can say that. You know, no no decency has ever won a Super Bowl, right? I was waiting ever. for you to mention the phrase hand egg at some point, but you uh, resisted very nicely. <laughs> well, I, I I try not to be too disrespectful because I have I've just noticed behind Dylan he's got this big 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 banner saying Super Bowl champions. Oh yeah. When was that when was that last decade? Or <laughs> it was it was two thousand nine. It was, it was, it was, well, two decades ago, technically, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Pull the collar. Pull the collar. Okay, Graham, your advocate is um, inspired, actually, Graham, because I, I even found out about this as we were going live on the air, so thanks for this. <clears throat> we are, this is not product placement, guys. Okay, just saying. <clears throat> the Valvo line title belt is better than any title belt I have ever seen. Even if it's a blatant ripoff of the WCW World Championship, and you are so predictable, that's why I posted it like an hour before we came on. Oh, my time was wrong. Hold on, what happened to my time? Oh, there we go. We go the other way around. You are so predictable. That's why I deliberately waited about an hour before because I knew you'd take a cheap shot at it. Um, no, it's um, it's obviously a, an inferior belt, but it had. Uh, it, I wanted to make the people who were working at Valvoline feel really good. They got it for their achievement for working really hard for three years. So by acknowledging it, whoops, um, I thought that was an appropriate way of doing it. And and um, yeah, no, obviously it's inferior. Yeah, my time got screwed up because it did count down and it beeped and then I had to count my time going up. But yeah, so I kind of messed up with my timing a little bit. No, I, I, I was so excited. I, I went to pay for, <laughs> I went to pay after I did my oil change this week. And I was like, oh my God, there's a wrestling belt there. I was like, would it be okay if I had my picture taken with it? And I did, I actually had it done on Wednesday. You can tell it's an older picture, Matt, because uh, I just, I'm showing Matt. I've just removed my cap. I've had my had my hair shaved this weekend, and on that picture, clearly my hat and my hair is way is way longer than that. So you're wearing a um, hat for three times. Oh, I was wearing a hat then as well. Uh, okay, I didn't think I was. I think I was wearing a hat on Wednesday. Okay, Graham, Graham. Bearing in mind, Graham, that we record a podcast on Wednesday, which is coming out next week. So technically, yeah. your hair, your hair will be on a will be on a podcast after this one comes out. You are aware of how wibbly wobbly Tommy Wimey this is now, right? Uh, it will. Oh, we always give our guests a chance to uh, promote absolutely. Their podcast. Please don't. But please I, want do. ours, I want to promote ours first because it's special. So the Good Cop Bad Cop Baseball Podcast Episode Three will be with Matt Willis. That'll be out on Wednesday on uh, Visionaries Global Media and on SoundCloud. Uh, Dylan, thank you so much for joining us again. Please, I'm gonna say promote away, promote the podcast. Tell us, tell us where we can find everybody on social media as well, and any other thing that you need to promote as well. Perhaps an upcoming episode. For sure. First of all, thank you guys for having me back on. At, uh, the last time I joined was, was so much fun with Marcus along, but this time he was busy, so he couldn't make this one this time around. But uh, yeah, you can follow the podcast at World Elite Pod on Twitter. We're also on Facebook, on YouTube, Instagram, uh, wherever you can find a podcast on social media. We're right there. Uh, 
uh, you can also uh, follow the uh, follow me at real Dylan a bear Marcus is at Marquise 89 underscore Jordan is at Jordan underscore J 2000. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to our podcast on all uh, on all the platforms where you listen to your podcast and the live streams of our podcast can be found on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And like I mentioned, uh, when the show started, we do have an episode on John Cena coming out this Monday for his 20 year anniversary. I want to apologize, Dylan. I didn't think your ca- I didn't think you had your camera on. Um, and we have an issue with Skype when whoever the third person is, for some reason, I can't. The first person can't see them, and the second person mm-hmm. can. I, I didn't think you had your camera on, and I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. That's why I've just switched to this together mode. So can I, I mean, even though it's like the last it minute. It's done the whole time, Graham. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So it was when you just mentioned you could see in the background the Super Bowl thing, and I was like, oh, I guess this camera is on then. So that's why I switched together. <laughs> That's why I put us on together mode just for the last minute, just so I could just so I could at least see Dylan for a little bit. That's fine. Great. Great. Eventually, we're going to be on. Uh, I, I'm told eventually we're going to be on Zoom. Matt's only been planning it for like two months now, but perhaps in July we'll finally get onto Zoom and then we won't have these technical issues. I'm I give on him Zo- one task to do. <laughs> well, I'm on Zoom next week, Graham, because you're taking a week off, Graham, because you're heading down, I believe, you're heading down in North Carolina. Um, so so that's, that means that you leave me holding a baby. So um, then next week I'm joined by Champagne Charlie um, and also by by the uh, amazing Adam Paris, the CEO, owner and colour commentator of CXW Wrestling. They'll be on to promote August Assassinations, but also they're going to talk a lot of, of modern wrestling. And sorry, Graham, but Adam's already asked if we can talk F1. I'm so sorry, mate. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dylan, That's thank my you bad so... moment. <laughs> Dylan, thank you again so much. It has been a pleasure and a privilege to have you back on. Everyone go and check him out. He's amazing. And so the whole of Worldly Pod. Absolutely. Graham, go on holiday. I'll see you in a week's time, okay, mate? On behalf of us all, he'll go back up with us next week for one ninety nine. We're out of here. Music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.